This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. So a rare Sunday podcast for you here after what was a great night at the B-Town Loft last night for the Elmwood Songwriters Club series. That's the monthly series, second Saturday of the month, where we have eight artists. Last night we actually had nine who performed two songs each, order drawn at random. It's always a great community hang. All kinds of folks come out. And uh, obviously the performances are vital to that, and it's, it's obviously what drives the night. But more than anything, I think it's just a great community hang. A lot of people who want to talk about issues but not necessarily go overboard with it either. And more than anything, like I said, just a really uh, cross, great cross-section of different people in our community hanging out with music as the centerpiece, original music, original performances, so on and so forth. So had a lot of people here last night. Thanks so much to those of you that came out. And keep it in mind, if you haven't been, it's the second Saturday of the month. If you want the address, I can give it to you. Just send me a message, Bill, at ripodcast.com. You may already know where our loft is here in Elmwood, Providence. Plenty of parking so I'm in good spirits for sure after that night last night, a really fun one, and just nice to see that uh, we're able to kind of gather around something that is, uh, you know, as much of a connector as music, especially original music, which obviously I'm passionate about, and and for me to be able to perform songs and and sort of have that challenge every single month of, of coming in, trying to do something different, trying to bring something soulful, something new, and uh, the community that we've got in general, but also that has formed around the Songwriters Club has been really special. So it's kind of an extension of Bartholomew Town that is really important to me. I have to, I have to be honest, it's, it's grown in its importance to me. It's probably my favorite part of performing live in the region right now, uh, for sure, with the exception of some of the big shows and events that we do. And uh, or I should, by we, I should say I when I perform either by myself or with the band. So that was a lot of fun last night, but I wake up today and I, I hop on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, and I start to see some rumblings about something that we've had in this community way too often. In fact, it's a, it's a cancer that has inflicted its wrath upon the world for really as long as we can remember, and that's just hate and in the particular form of white supremacy. And look, at the end of the day, there's a lot of ignorance that goes into this stuff. Oftentimes, you find out that it's just a small group of people that are not even really that well organized. They're just kind of spouting out what ends up being more of a white grievance standpoint. That's something that obviously Trump leaned into, populist movements around the globe have leaned into, and we've seen that wane a little bit and then start to pop back up again, not only here in the U.S., but take a look at what's happening in South America and other parts of the world right now. It's definitely something that's gaining some teeth and some traction, that white grievance notion that everybody's woke and that, uh, you know, if you, you just the world is picking on white people and therefore, you know, all your woes, all the problems that you may face in the course of your life can be traced to the fact that everyone's against you if you're white. So that's a position that's been uh, identified by some of the far right, some of the general conservative, and to a certain extent, broadly, some neoliberal folks as a winning formula on the populist level. And certainly, if you look at Trump in 2016, and even the performance that Trump had in 2020, although he obviously lost, uh, there's no question that this message still resonates. But on a micro level, you know, it really ends up being you have the occasional Nazi groups or neo-Nazis, however they want to call themselves, that show up whether you're talking about back in the day, more so uh, with the, Pride, the uh, Proud Boys. Remember that rally at the State House they had a couple of years ago? That was really uh, unbelievable, the fact that anybody would uh, put a face to that type of message and go stand on the State House steps and flaunt it. But it did, in fact, happen here. You may remember those neo-Nazis that turned up and uh, were uh, kind of outside of the Red Ink Community Library. That was, uh, I think it was, was that, about a year ago or something like that. So it does pop up from time to time that human beings are specifically attached, even though oftentimes they're masked or otherwise disguised, 
the human being does end up attaching themselves to this type of messaging more often than you'd think they would. You'd think it would be kind of limited to sort of cowering behind the keyboard warrior format or something of that sort. But like I said, occasionally uh, and seemingly more often, actual people are willing to put their names behind this type of uh, nonsense, this type of garbage, this type of really just it, it, it is hate speech, obviously, and it is it is unbelievable. But it's also just dumb. It's it's ignorant. It's dumb. And it's really just a shock value type of moment for most people who get involved in it. So I wake up this morning and I see a post from Arthur Flanders, who ran for office last year, I believe it was, or maybe it was two years ago, uh, that he writes on Twitter, or I should say X, a lot of Nazi uh, propaganda on the bike path onto Garfield Avenue in Cranston. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple other notes there. And it, you can see that there are KKK uh, post, uh, pardon me, stickers here on the bike path and also a sticker with the it's okay to be white slogan. Now, that's a slogan that a lot of people just will say, well, it's innocuous, it's benign. It really, all it is is just me kind of pushing back on what I believe to be sort of an overkill when it comes to equity, diversity, equity, inclusion, things like this. When in reality, you can certainly trace it to just a general white supremacist mindset. So you have these stickers up on that Garfield Avenue bike path that uh, Art Flanders identifying it here on uh, X. And then uh, yesterday, at some point, Rhode Island Turning Point, which is that Anthony Delano, uh, at least he's involved in, at least he's responding as a human being to uh, the messages and the tweets that that I've put out there in sort of response to uh, this situation. But Turning Point, Rhode Island Turning Point, they write on Twitter, pardon me, here we go again, on X, it's okay to be white. So you got this Rhode Island Turning Point, again, that Anthony Delaney, you probably you'd never heard of him before unless you're on X and you're engaged in some of the, you know, sort of JV level politics of the state, or maybe you're down there in Narragansett. I mean, this is somebody who I don't know how old he is. He doesn't look much older than 21, 22. Hard to imagine that anybody, a college-aged person uh, who is, you know, trying to formulate themselves in the world will get involved in this garbage, but there are plenty of them out there. So anyway, he writes, it's okay, or I should say on the uh, Turning Point account, they write, it's okay to be white. Now, just about uh, three, four minutes later, realizing he's 11 feet out on a 10-foot board, he goes ahead and writes, or they go ahead and write, whoever it is that's running that Turning Point account, that all the other stickers are repulsive and should be removed immediately, referring to the ones that the stickers that have pictures of uh, KKK members with uh, hoods on, so on and so forth, not specifically condemning the it's okay to be white sticker which is in and of itself a white supremacist maneuver. Uh, so then I get back and forth here with this uh, Anthony Delano who's trying to, you know, I'm a terrible journalist for pointing this out and so on and so forth. And that may be the case. That's really not related to what we're discussing here. What I'm really interested in is two things. Number one, you know, we've talked about it here on the podcast. It's been a conversation that I've had with some people in person on a regular basis, which is, uh, and in fact, I've been very critical of Joe Powers, the uh, the chairperson of the Rhode Island Republican Republican Party for not uh, kind of moving into a new direction with the specific statewide GOP here in Rhode Island, and that is to push away from this culture war garbage, push away from this kind of Nazi-leaning fascist type of stuff, and just become a party of, you know, working persons, fiscally conservative, sort of a different direction. They're not willing to do that, it seems. I mean, you can just tell by the messaging that they put out themselves, they're going to be trapped in this 
um, you know, just not winning formula, which, you know, at the end of the day, whatever, who cares? There are Republicans in the state who are elected officials and otherwise who do tend to push back on this kind of garbage. Um, they, they, they generally are in the General Assembly or in, in some cases at the municipal level. But for the most part, this is the brand that's being pushed right now. And it, it ends up being it ends up resulting in these sort of tributaries where you have people who are, you know, not embarrassed to flaunt white supremacist material or positions or white grievance type of uh, angles. And that's exactly what you have here. Now, he may this this uh, Anthony Delano, again, the, the, he's a little guy down there in Narragansett. Uh, he, he kind of burst onto the scene. He's a member of the Young Republicans. He's on the uh, Narragansett uh, Republican Town Committee. Apparently, he opened up a campaign account to run for Narragansett Town Council, which is all well and good. And at the end of the day, a young person getting involved in politics, even if I disagree with their positions or find them comical or ridiculous, you know, that is a good thing. Debate and so on and so forth with young people. It's important. And obviously, most young people tend to lean or exist in the left hand space. So if you have somebody who wants to take an alternative position, I certainly, when I was at UR, I had friends who were and are to this day Republicans. They are not people people who I would in any way, shape, or form identify as white supremacists or even necessarily people who, you know, embrace the current party, but maybe they have a position on 2A or maybe they have some other reason why they live in that space and disagreeing with them ends up becoming a productive conversation where maybe there's a little give and take and you kind of end up in a reasonable spot. I remember that very well and some of my friends to this day from that time, uh, again, they still are Republicans. None of them would embrace or or, or, or support in any way, shape, or form this version of uh, Republicanism, though, or right-wingism or fascism or whatever it is. And, you know, the, the, the big takeaway here is that the instinct of this uh, poster, the Rhode Island Turning Point and Anthony Delena, it seems, again, I can't say for sure that Delena is the one who wrote the post under the Rhode Island Turning Point account, but it certainly seems like he's at least engaged in it. We know that he's behind the account at a certain level, and he's the one through his own personal account that's responding to it. It's very sloppy on his part. You want to stick with one account if you do have multiple accounts. Luckily, I don't have multiple accounts. I like just working off the one, but he gets, uh, it gets into the frame here arguing with me. Again, I'm a terrible journalist. You know, I'm not paying attention to the context. Let me tell you what the context is. Your instinct when it was revealed that neo-Nazi KKK and other white supremacist materials were affixed to a stop sign on the Garfield Avenue uh, bike path in Cranston wasn't to condemn it. It wasn't to, to, st- to sit there and say, hey, as a young Republican, I stand against this. Let me be very clear. I want to make it very clear that although we may disagree on policies, we may disagree on the direction that we want to take our state, our country, our world on fundamental levels at the mezzanine level, whatever the case is, we are aligned. Uh, we being uh, us in this Turning Point USA version, faction, portion, whatever it is of Republicanism, we're aligned with everybody across the spectrum. We're m- aligned with moderates, libertarians, with the the neoliberals, with the standard Democrat, the conservative Democrat, the member of the DSA, the anarcho syndicalist, whoever. We stand with you in opposition to this type of garbage. We are flat out opposed to it and we don't want any any way shape or form to be associated with this and we're going to push back on it right now and make that very clear if that was the post that came from Delano or Turning Point USA or anything like that you'd sit here and say okay at least on a micro level even just for a split second yeah that's the right move man that's some creativity in terms of just you know 
analyzing a situation and regurgitating it in a way that gives you a little bit more credibility and it gives you a standing that we can all take a sigh of relief at some level again this wouldn't eliminate any of the you know eye rolling that is associated for the most part with this turning point account which I've ignored for the very most part in fact I don't think I've ever engaged with this person or these people but what it would do is it would at least give us some uh, us as in everybody else. I'm not talking about us on the left, us in the center, anything like that. Just everybody who's looking at this and going, geez, what kind of world are we living in? This is Rhode Island. This is the, this is not, uh, this, and by the way, Rhode Island is not in any way, shape or form excluded from these types of, uh, you know, uh, white supremacist type thoughts. They are there. We're not, let's be clear, but you also are alarmed to see it. You're alarmed to see it here. Let's be let's be honest about it. You're alarmed when it happens. It doesn't feel like it should be there. Yes, there are structures in place in our in our state and our communities that need to be undone, and some of the good work that's happening to to undo some of that stuff uh, that has been implemented as a really originally a tactic and now just sort of a happenstance for the most part that were built in a way that does not embrace equity or we weren't built in a way that doesn't embrace equity that was intentionally based on inequity we're trying to turn that around at the same time that's a lot different than actually actively supporting posting affixing stickers to stop signs whatever the case may be messages around white supremacy and so for a, a credible person especially because the right has become so indoctr- associated with this stuff uh, this this type of thinking the credible reaction is to say hey geez i condemn this or just altogether ignore it. I mean, move on with your Saturday, Sunday. I mean, here it is, a weekend. You've got 55 degrees. I know it's about to rain right now, but a beautiful weekend in December. You've got uh, warm temperatures. You've got a decent amount of activities going on. You probably have things in your own personal life you want to get into. Get into that instead of getting on Twitter. Uh, here we go again, on X, and saying, uh, you know, anything. Just go go about your day. But the only thing that would make sense to post would be to say, hey, geez, you know, we condemn this. I condemn this. This is outrageous. And that's the first thing you write. Now, again, Delena or the Turning Point USA, we get confused here because he's reacting in on two different accounts. But he follows it up by saying that the, the other stickers are vile, meaning the other stickers that uh, were KKK specific. He doesn't condemn the it's okay to be white sticker, again, which we all know what that is. There's documentation what that means. We all know what that is intending to be. Even, and if you don't know what it is and you're supporting it, it just shows ignorance. And sometimes that happens too. Group think you, you watch enough videos on, on, on uh, YouTube, you get on the TikTok algorithm, and you get this stuff blasted at you on a regular basis. All of a sudden, you regurgitate it thinking it's the right thing to do when obviously it's not. But that's not what happened here. The instinct, the, the, the thing that really creates the most aggravation, or for me, the reason why I even engaged with this, and here we are on a Sunday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm sitting here doing a podcast, and the reason is because the instinct, the instinct was to say it's okay to be white. And so that's your initial thought. That Now, any subsequent posts trying to either undo that or further context are meaningless because you've already laid your cards out on the table there's no there's no nuance here whatsoever it really is a cut and dry issue case closed that that's your instinct that's where your head goes and so i don't think anybody in the state really probably including the more sophisticated portions of the republican party which by the way super limited now in rhode island probably everywhere but there are people in the republican party who i know and in fact i'm going to reach out to them because i don't know but i would 
assume would condemn all of this and would say, hey, geez, you know, we got to move away from this because this is the type of garbage that is just unbelievable. I mean, but unfortunately, it's happening on a regular basis. So you get this um, Anthony Delina here on Twitter, you know, trying to uh, walk himself back or position himself. Oh, you know, you everybody's taking me out of context. Again, I'm a terrible journalist. Uh, whatever it is. Um, and again, that may be the case. I mean, I'm not sure. I, I'm not going to rank myself on a rubric uh, against, uh, you know, ooh, what do you want to put me up against uh, Ted Nisi or uh, Dan McGowan and and who's better, who's worse, Steve Alquist, Ian Donis, who else you got? Uh, you, uh, who cares? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, my journalism is mostly done in a, you know, in this sort of uh, editorial way. You know, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that uh, that, that I'm anal- uh, giving you analysis based purely on a journalistic standpoint. Uh, so if you want to say I'm a terrible journalist, I couldn't care less. So I couldn't care less what you say about me. I don't care if you like my profile picture or not. I don't care if you like the 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 black suits that I wear all the time, head to toe clad in black. You might have a problem with that. I don't care. Couldn't care less what you think about me or what you think about my career or anything like that. Uh, don't make fun of Elmwood Songwriters Club because that's pretty cool. But 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 this Delena. The problem is very simple. It's instinct. They got to sharpen up over there. I mean, the, the Republican Party in Rhode Island, on a constant, on a year-in, year-out basis, since 2006, they haven't won a major statewide or federal election. The reason is because what they've been putting on there, on on the uh, in front of the voters, has been utter garbage. And it's backstopped by the type of thinking that we see here. The instinct to say it's okay to be white. It's okay to be white. That's the that's the brand that has been put forth. And you know what? It's it's a shame because there are a lot of issues that if you had a fiscally conservative person who was nowhere near this type of white supremacist, fascist stuff, and you sat down at the table and you say, hey, we got some issues here. Let's take a look at schools. Let's take a look at some of the, the capital projects that we're involved in. Let's take a look at the funding formula on education, for example. Let's take a look at, you know, snow plowing. Let's take a look at the, the offshore wind issues. Let's take a look at any number of issues, transportation. Uh, you want to make an argument from a conservative standpoint about the private sector, about reducing the size and scope of, uh, of certain um, organizations or non-governmental um, or, or governmental agencies. Uh, you want to have a conversation about things like that. That's a valuable place to be. That's actually a good thing to have. And sometimes you would end up hashing out a more uh, straightforward way to get from point A to point B where basically society is served better. That's the real conservative that's like the real deal. That's the that's the hard work. Like you actually got to know policy. You got to understand budgets. You got to be able to understand where the cuts can be made, where appropriations can be uh, re-delivered, reassigned. You got to understand how to work with people across the aisle. You know, uh, work with people in your own faction who have a different differing opinion. Uh, but that's not what we got here. I mean, what we have here is is garbage. I mean, it is utter garbage. And there's no way, shape, in no way, shape, or form, are you going to sit here and tell me whether you're Anthony Delina, Delana, whatever it is? I, I couldn't care less at this point. I, I have a feeling you'll never hear from him again, other than in these sort of, you know, he might run for Narragansett Town Council and get, you know, get crushed down there. Uh, you know, whatever the case is, you might, you know, if you attend the Young Republicans Convention, whatever that is, uh, maybe it's at the Crown Plaza and you're eating those frozen potatoes and that sort of, um, you know, that that banquet salad and you know, you got the macaroni and cheese or the the chicken, whatever it is, covered in oil and that stuff. If you're at one of those type of events, you might see him. Uh, he might come in. You might say, oh, aren't you that uh, Anthony Delena from Narragansett? Um, you know, that those people might hear of him. But this guy, this, this podcaster, this is the most attention this guy will ever get. 
This is the most attention that this guy will ever get. And it's unfortunate. Hopefully, I mean, he's a young guy. Hopefully, he can turn, turn his life around a little bit here. Uh, because, you know what? What he's done on, on, and just by, by instinctually posting something that is obviously outrageous and not understanding the nuance there shows you. It shows you where, these, where this guy and this Turning Point USA are at. And it's a problem. And we got to face it. Who's we? Everybody else. The correct thing for the GOP, the Joe Powers and the Jesus Solero and anybody else that they want to put out there as a leader in this space, the conservative portion of Rhode Island uh, politics, ought to sit there and say, hey, we condemn this. We don't support the, the, this position. These stickers are, are in all outrageous, including the, the uh, it's okay to be white sticker. You know, you, you want to talk about just the, the exasperating part of this work, folks, isn't the pushback. Some people say, oh, I heard you on the radio. How do you deal with these people? I love the people. I love it when, when people disagree with, with a take I've got or they disagree with the way a story's framed. I think that's great. I think that engagement is awesome. I really do. Now, I don't like their take necessarily, and, and I don't necessarily want to embrace it. But every now and then, you know, someone will flip my mind in a different direction, and I'll start to think about things from a different stance. But here's what I won't do. I will never uh, understand, and it is exasperating for me to understand, how anybody thinks that it is okay to ride the wave of what I would call I don't even want to offend the Neanderthals out there that may still be out there. Hey, you never know. Maybe there's a couple of them out there. I don't want to. I don't. I don't even know where to place this. It is not politics. It is not a a part of a contemporary civilized society to get into these culture war, uh, race baiting type of situations. Oh yeah, but you, you you Bill, you'd support it when you know Black Lives Matter. Harrison Tuttle posts something. You know, you'd support that. That's race baiting as well. Would you please? Would you please grow up? Would you please wake up? Because not only is is this whole thing utterly stupid, it's also super serving everybody who wants to see your political viability go even further down the toilet. Boy, wouldn't it be nice if, if we didn't have these types of things happening and instead, again, offshore wind. Okay, they want to put offshore wind in. Let's debate it. Okay, well, you know, here's my stance. You know, my stance is we should nationalize all energy and that the government should run it and we should all get a piece of the action from that standpoint. Yeah, then the, then the conservative voice comes and says, oh, no, no, you don't want the government to run this. We, the private sector needs to run it. But here's the structures that I have in mind. You know, instead, what we get into is conspiracy theory nonsense, Tucker Carlson level of of uh, of dialogue and unfortunately all it does is it one it diminishes our 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 brains because garbage in garbage out right it's like pulling into a mcdonald's you know when with these people it's like this type of thinking it's like the the leftover it's like when you freeze a big mac i have never done this i've seen videos you freeze a big mac for a year and then you eat it because the there it's a stale uh, easily preserved, lowest hanging fruit type of message that you can t- take in and out of the freezer. It has no real passion behind it. it. It's really just stupid. It's really just pure garbage. And I feel bad for him. And I hope this Delena, again, he posted, uh, let's be clear. Again, I said it a couple of times. So I just want to be clear. He did post 
on on uh, or, or Turning Point USA, which it does seem to be the same person, Delina, and he at least is the guy behind the account, and he's revealed that in several occasions. But it, it's 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 shocking here. He, he let's let, let me just read the the entirety of the uh, engagement here because I think it's I think it does matter. He writes, uh, "Hey Bill, you forgot to mention a part of the tweet, but." What else should I expect from such a terrible journalist? Okay, so he didn't finish his sentence. The party references as he writes, all the other stickers are repulsive and should be removed immediately on that turning point account. And I write back, oh, you mean the subsequent post after you realized that you walk, that you got into a jam and tried to walk it back? Come on, guy, you're 11 feet out on a 10-foot board. Appreciate you jump, jumping into politics as a youngster, even if I find most of your takes ridiculous. But don't do the, the white grievance shtick. It's evil and dumb. Then he goes, come on, Bill. The follow-up post was shared just three minutes after the initial one. It wasn't an attempt at damage control. Rather, it was a vital addition to the original message. Yeah, dude, the original message that you posted was one that flaunted your instinct, which was to say, hey, white grievance, two thumbs up. And then you said, ah, geez, I better add some context here. Three minutes. Took you three minutes to realize that? Three minutes is an eternity here. Your initial thought should have been either walk away, go play disc golf, go do whatever you want to do, go for a drive, put some pop country music on and, and do that, thing, whatever it is. Uh, go go see your family, whatever you like to do with your time. I'm not going to judge that. I, I don't care what you do with your time. I truly don't. Hopefully you have some fun activities you get into. But it wasn't that. Your instinct was to post white grievance stuff. This is the identity of what people across the board see the Republican Party as. And it's because of this type of mouthpiece they've got who, who identifies himself as field organizer for the Republican Party, vice chairman of the Narragansett Republican Town Committee. And again, I, I, you know, hey, you want to get into this business? You're going to have to eat it. And I hope you eat it right now because this is the most attention you've ever gotten. I guarantee you that. And it probably is the most attention you ever will get. And I just hope you can turn it around, man. I, I really do. I'm speaking directly to uh, Anthony Delina. And I'm speaking directly to Rhode Island Turning Point. Turn it around right now. Be a productive uh, element of the Rhode Island political dialogue and get out of this, uh, you know, manufactured type of white grievance uh, that you that you reside in and just grow up. You know, I know you're a young guy. Uh, you know, I, I, look, grow up. Grow up. Because it's stupid and it's evil. And you should know better. You should know better. You should be embarrassed to get engaged in this type of stuff. And the fact that you're not is extremely concerning. I'm Bill Bartholomew. Talk to you next time.